गुरुर् ब्रह्मा गुरुर्विष्णुर् गुरुदेवो महेश्वरा गुरु शक्षात पराब्रह्मा तस्मै श्री गुरवे नमः I bow to my guru in all forms Brahma Vishnu Shiva all aspects of God in himself and in you You to me are my guru because it's my service to him to speak to you and to try to awaken in you what he's trying to awaken from within you too that consciousness and that understanding of who you really are you are not a man or a woman an indian or an american none of those things you're not a banker or a banya or a uh even a devity you're just the soul god is loving god and when you understand that truth then you know him and so we should put ahead of every other responsibility in life our duty is to seek god nothing else matters nothing else lasts there's a very interesting story that my guru told on this subject it's not a story so much as an an episode that i saw take place the master summoned Cl- clifford frederick a disciple at mount washington to his desert retreat clifford came but was privately worried about the duties he was neglecting by his absence the master said to him i know you are worried but this now is your responsibility i go by the orders of the supreme boss up there It is to him you are answerable. Don't bother with anything else. Be free inside. If God told me at this very moment come home, I would gladly drop everything, organization, buildings, work, books, people, everything to do his will. This world is his business. He is the doer, not you or I. And this I saw that he Yes, he built a great work. He did a great work in this world. He was completely unattached to it. When people say the organization is his body and they talk about his beloved organization, well, yes, in a way it's true, but it wasn't his at all. And several times during his life, he walked away from it, determined to leave it. And divine mother he said pulled him back. He had to do it. But he was not attached when he was in india he uh was up in the foothills of the himalayas and uh a large crowd of people gathered around him he had that kind of magnetism so he was speaking to them one person uh dropped some money in his lap and ran away so he couldn't thank him but uh they begged him to stay and they built him an ashram and if it was capable it was possible for a great master to be tempted he certainly would have been i know that he told me that when he met ramana maharshi's chief disciple sri rama yogi who he said was greater even he said he was fully liberated and he said we walked hand in hand through the ashram i remember a photograph of their meeting it's one of the most dramatic photographs i've ever seen because Sri Rama Yogi had just he, he was called Yogi Ramiya at that time and in the books of Paul Brunton but you see him coming out of his little kutir his little hut 
looking like that, so moved. And Yogananda with his arm out, even physically and outwardly, it was such a dramatic photograph. I wish I could show it to you, but I don't have it. He went around the ashram with him. He said, if I had been another hour, another half hour in his presence, I could never have brought myself to leave India again. Of course he knew he had to come. Of course he wanted to do only God's will. He was just making, using that as an expression to say how much he loved India and how much he loved Yogi Ramya, who to him was the exemplification of what India really is all about. India is not you. You are a tourist in a time zone, as Americans are tourists in a space zone. But you live this life here, then you move other ways. I've lived in India many lives, but I've been in other countries also. And uh, but India continues. Therefore, I don't say when I, I've often said India is the guru of the world, but I don't mean the people in India. They can be or can't be. It depends on them. Ignorance, my guru used to say, is 50-50 everywhere. But India, the country, there is a power here which if you tune into it, you can feel it. We have pilgrimages come from our different centers in America. One of them just finished yesterday. And I can feel their joy in my heart. They go to different places. And the beauty to them is that they can feel this power coming out of the ground also. It is what I felt one time when I visited India. Late at night, it was dark. And all the people in the bus with me going to Kanaat Circus were Americans and Westerners. But I could feel this joy coming up. There is a power in this country. And I plead with you, don't waste another incarnation. You've wasted so many. I'm not being personal. We've all wasted so many. And when you get a chance, I don't say that you can find God better in India. You can find God wherever you are. There have been great saints elsewhere. But this country can inspire you. If you will look to that side of it and won't be thinking of how do I make more money and how do I become more successful. And uh, there's a lot of worldliness in this country. I know it. Thank heaven I don't have to deal with it very much. But there's so much wonderful spirituality. I have had the opportunity of meeting many saints in this country. That has been my good karma. And it has been such a joy. I remember when talking about Yogi Ramya, Sri Rama Yogi, and uh, he, he said to me that whenever you can, go be with the saints. It's good to be with different saints. They all, if you tune in and don't think, oh, this one, like so many disciples of Ananda Mohima, I'd see them all following her like this. That's not who they are. Tune in silently. Tune into their presence. That is so thrilling. When I was with her, I was just overwhelmed. When I was with my guru, I would even be, I can't say more overwhelmed, that's not fair. Yes, because he was my guru. But God is in all these saints. And God is everywhere, but it takes a lot more sensitivity to see him in a uh, gunda, a thug, or a, a criminal. Whereas he is very clearly present in a great master. We are here for only one reason. To know God's joy, yes, but what happens when you feel joy? You love it. And so love is the fulfillment of joy. 
You know, Yogananda did say something very interesting. He said, don't love God primarily for love, because then your love can become too personal. Love him for joy. And when you feel that desire for joy, it automatically becomes love. But love is the whole essence of life itself. You see so many people, their lives are dry, their eyes are dead, there's no light of spirituality in it, and they're always thinking, how can I get this, and how can I get that? And some man told a friend of mine recently, well, spirituality's on this side, business is on that side, and he was being a businessman. What a waste of a life. Even in business you can find God. This is why I've been writing a course, Material Success Through Yoga Principles, because you can be a businessman in God if you're totally dharmic and offer it up to God and spend time meditating. My guru, as I have told you repeatedly, had many disciples who were businessmen and they were highly advanced. What you are in your heart is what matters. Don't think you've got to wait until you retire. Then you'll go to the Himalayas and build yourself a little kutir and uh, meditate. By that time, your habits will be so formed, it won't be possible to change. And Swami Shivananda said that many people think that when they retire, they will just go to the Himalayas and find God, and they build themselves little cottages, but they're only thinking of their own liberation. He says, you've got to think in terms of serving God through others. God is pleased with that. As long as you have to use your energy, it is service. There was one man who came. I was in charge of the monks at uh, my guru's headquarters and in all of his centers, in fact. And uh, so it was my duty to accept disciples. He was pretty well withdrawn from things. And uh, one man came to me who was very obviously worldly. But you know, it just hurt me to refuse anybody. And so I just wanted to give him a chance. I knew there wasn't much hope, but I, I said, okay, you can come. Well, when Master saw him the first time, he looked at me and sort of quietly said, the other one couldn't hear it. He said, I'm going to have to give you intuition. <laughs> In fact, I found that I did have much more intuition after he said that. What the guru gives, intuition, divine blessings, love, all this comes from the guru, God through the guru. Don't think of the guru as just a human being who is wise enough to teach you a few things you need to know. He is the source. One time somebody was with Master when his chief disciple Rajashi Janakananda was there, and he heard Master say to Rajashi, it was called Saint Lin in those days, he said, never forget where your power comes from. And Saint Lin, just like a little child, said, I won't, Master, it comes from you. But uh, it, everything comes from the guru. Don't ever forget it. That doesn't mean that everybody who calls himself a guru is fit to be a guru. You know, it was so touching to see how careful Master was. When uh, he was writing about his visit with uh, Rabindranath Tagore, and I think his name was Andrew, an Englishman, and uh, he... Master said that he uh, used it lovingly and generously to call Tagore his guru, Guruji. But by that, the way Master put that was a hint that, okay, he could think of him that way, but he wasn't. To Master's absolute uh, understanding of these things, nobody 
is fit to be called a guru who doesn't know God. And I think you should always seek. You remember when my guru first met Sri Yukteswar? He said, do you, will you reveal God to me? And there was a big tussle, but finally his guru relented and said, very well, your, your wishes are granted. Not many people can make that kind of promise. Master, well, I won't say, but he, I certainly felt from him that everything that I could gain came from him. And I have felt it, you know, 50, what is it now? 52 years have passed, nearly going on 53, since he left his body. And I still feel his presence, feel his guidance. I find that when I turn to him for counsel, I understand immediately. In building the community, I feel that he has guided me through many a crisis. Rajashi Janakaranda said to me, Master has a great work to do through you, and he will give you the strength to do it. And boy, that has had to be fulfilled many times, but it has been. Ultimately, it all comes through only one thing, love for God. Love is the secret of it all. And what do you love? Joy. Don't love God just as Kali, just as Durga, just as Krishna, just as Rama. These are names like windows through which you look to see the infinite. Ultimately, and my guru used to tell us, memorize my poem Samadhi. Repeat it to yourselves every day. It's, it's, uh, it reminds you that it's the infinite always, not the particular sectarian devotion to a man but to the infinite. One time, Norman, one of my brother disciples, said, wrote, wrote Master a little note saying, when I see you, I see Divine Mother. Master didn't say, oh, no, no, he didn't disown it at all. He tapped him with his cane. He used to use a cane because it was like a danda for him, but not uh, an odd kind of thing in, a, in the West. So he, a cane looked normal, but to him it was his danda. And he tapped Norman on the knee with that danda, and he said, then behave accordingly. That's how he saw himself. He was one with God. He didn't see anything else but God. As he said, I killed Yogananda many, many lifetimes ago. No one lives in this temple now but God. And I have to say that in his presence, I just, I always felt that I was in the presence of God. I never could... I never could see him as just a human being. This song, which I'm going to sing you, Love is a Magician, it's because love, through love and through love of God, you become completely transformed. I think that of all the songs that I can't say I have written, God wrote it through me because it came to me quite by accident. As I've said once on this program, I had my fingers on the piano keys and asked God to give me my, a melody, and this melody came out, and it thrilled me. But I think it's of all my songs my favorite, because it speaks most directly to the feelings of my heart, my longing for God, and how I've longed for him for so long. So please listen to it, and listen to it also thinking of the intensity of your own desire for him. Joy to you.
Love is all I know. Sun rays on the snow of a winter long. In darkness without song. Oh, my heart's a fire burning all desire. Only you. I did stray, flung lifetimes away, imagined you did not care. I know now your smile was mine all the while. I listened and love was there. I can't breathe for love. All the stars above call to me, come home. Life's waves all end in foam. Only love can heal all the pain I feel. What a fool was I to turn away. Love is all I know. Sun rays on the snow of a winter long. In darkness without song. Oh, my heart's a fire, burning all desire. Only you remain. And life again. Too long I did stray, flung lifetimes away, imagined you did not care. I know now your smile was mine all the while. I listened and love was there. I can't breathe for love. All the stars above call to me, come home. Life's waves all end in foam. Only love can heal all the pain I feel. What a fool was I to turn away.